Hey, I'm Marin Wen, and you're listening to PodNed, a podcast for nurses in the emergency department. Hi, everybody. Welcome to po- episode two of PodNed. Today, I've got Marin here with me. Hi, guys. We've got the beautiful Gaz, Hi. aka Carol Ann. Hi there. Uh, we'll explain the nickname in a minute, and we've got beautiful Kira. Hello, joining us on today's podcast. Gav, a little bit of context there. Gav is called Gav because she is purely Gaviscon. She just calms the farm whenever she's around, so we call her Gav. Suits her better anyway with her crazy Scottish accent and personality, (laughs) I reckon. Thank you. So today we're going to chat about the superpower. The ED nurse superpower. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a little chat and we're going to decide what is the ultimate one because there seems to be something about us that you could just pick them in the street. You could say that person's an ED nurse. So we want to figure out what it is. So what we're going to do is put a few on the whiteboard and then start crossing them off until we get to the ultimate superpower. So what does everyone think? I reckon Gav's superpower is the best. Yeah. Being like Gav has gone. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you explain that power as, Gav? How do you do it? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think a lot of it is in your personality. It takes someone special to be an ED nurse, I think. I think apart from all the other sort of um, traits that we'll discuss later on, I think for me it's being really chilled in different situations. A calm effect in a chaotic environment is certainly conducive to keeping the rest of the team sort of stress-free and pretty chilled and able to cope with anything. So I think, you know, there's days you go out there, there'll be someone who's psychotic and might be shouting in your face you know, and it just it just doesn't phase me. And I think the longer you work in ED, you kind of um, I think that that just sort of comes with with working in an emergency situation. But um, it's just great for staff to be around somebody who's pretty chilled. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I think you 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 make us laugh at the mo- the perfect timing as well. Like we can all be stressed and you will just have a one-liner that will just make everybody giggle and you can feel everybody's anxiety just drop. I used to know a consultant who did the same thing. Mm-hmm. In the middle of a trauma, it's all really heightened. Everybody's starting to chill out and he could sense it and he would just make one joke to the team. We'd all have a giggle and it would just reset the mood and everybody would just get on with it. I think it's, I think I'm envious of that skill. I don't think. I, I reckon skill, part but. of it though is there are times when you like actually feel stressed but don't display it because that's mm-hmm. probably the superpower yeah mm. so like even though you feel stressed not putting that out to the whole team so do you ever feel like that um I think all of us feel that anxiety around about you know you're going to have a cat one pediatric come in if you've got a neonate coming in I think everybody has that apprehensive and you know inside you're probably thinking right okay um, you know, and your mind's probably going about 100 miles an hour because you're trying to think, what do you need? Um, and always thinking one step ahead. Um, so there's an element of that. I would say that's probably about the only stressful situation for me. The rest of it, I am kind of as business as usual and I feel quite comfortable. But I think, given that we don't get neonates in all the time, I think that everybody in that room will come across as being calm within the team. But I know for a fact that inside everybody's heart's pounding and just thinking, okay, what do we need to do to save this little bug? 
So, um, and I know consultants that have said that as well. Um, yeah, so that's probably about the only stressful situation so that, for me. That comes with time. But it won't come across the to the team. Yeah, you know, yeah. inside you're just kind of think, okay, I need this, that, and the next thing. And, you know, you're just, whereas a lot of the other stuff that we do is just comes, you know, just comes to hand. It's second nature. But if you've not got something that you're doing day in and day out, you just want to make sure that your practice is up to date um, and you've got everything that you're going to need and we get the right specialities in at the right time. Yeah. So, so you don't have like a magic trick like counting to ten when no. you're feeling stressed. <laughs> no, I don't have time to count to ten. I'm too busy thinking of Christ, what the hell do we need for this wee one? It's like that duck analogy, isn't it? You know, where uh, above water yeah. it looks like everything's calm and you're directing your team and making sure everyone's supported mm-hmm. and underneath that, you know, those feet are going, <laughs> yeah, 100 yeah. miles an hour, what's next, what can we do, who do I need to call? Mm-hmm. Um, all of that processing is, is underneath, but it looks all calm all on calm top. top. I think mm-hmm. that is part of the superpower. Yeah. Cool. So Gaviscon is on the board. It's got to stay there. Yeah, it's on the board. What's, mm-hmm. what, what else do we think? I know what my favourite is. My favourite is vulnerability. I reckon it doesn't matter who I talk to. We are happy. When I say vulnerability, it means we're happy to stand in front of someone who may be, you know, a lot smarter or have, you know, greater degrees, particularly consultants and specialty teams, and we're happy to stand in front of them and say, you're wrong. You're wrong and it's not right for the patient because in our gut we know it's wrong and we're just doesn't matter if we look stupid, we're not going to let them get away with something that mm. you know could potentially harm our patients. And not, none of us are scared of that. We've got that, you know, courage and vulnerability to put ourselves so being in the brave. path. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think that definitely comes with the ED territory. Like being that patient advocate is a really important part of who we are, especially because our patients are coming in in that acute phase. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think you're the best <laughs> some of your stories are great i'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> we've had many a robust discussion with a specialist about plans of care yeah yeah and i think tagging tagging on to that lisa you just said about gut instinct tells mm. you something's wrong that's gotta gut. go on there yeah because you can't explain it how many times have you looked after a patient you just know something's not right you can't put your finger on it how do you get that across to the consultant? It appears to be a very nursing specific mm. thing, like that gut instinct, because I think we spend the most time with our patients. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can measure it or how you can even no. explain it. It's just a feeling. And I agree with you that it seems to be a nurse thing, because I've known doctors who have said the same thing. If the nurse says something's not right, then keep looking until you find it because something's not right. Yeah. But they don't seem to talk about each other like that yeah they talk about us like that so it must have something to do with just being closer to the patients because we we generally spend more time with them and we're at the bedside for a longer time but it's definitely it's in the nurse makeup that that gut instinct and i think something's wrong you know you can see over time when you work with the same people over a number of years and in the same team you can see senior consultants and they have particular nurses that as soon as that nurse says, you know, something's wrong, I don't know what, they like will drop what they're doing and go and look at that patient because they trust mm. yeah. their opinion. It's proven previously, obviously, that, you that know, something worked. was wrong and 
you can't explain it. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I think emergency nurses and emergency consultants and registrars and doctors and what have you have a, a different kind of bond than they do in the wards. I see you probably get a similar bond with your consultants because they work so closely. But on the wards, when the nurse have got their caseload of patients and the consultant will come round, but our consultants and registrars and doctors are there all the time. You know, we share that environment with them. You know, we share um, desk space with them. Um, so I think that we have that that luxury over a lot of the sort of ward nurses yeah, that um, unfortunately don't have that strong bond. rapport yeah. and, and strong bond. And, and probably not that same... Um, drive to challenge when things aren't right you know because yeah. I think they'll see us on the consultant and um, and, and they'll know their nurses just as well as we know our patients because again they spend that much time with them but don't spend that much time with the medical staff. I think it's that familiarity with the yeah. team and you build relationships with people right. that makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. to be able to say you know whatever it is you want to say yeah and I think that's one of the best bits about being an emergency nurse is that you have this genuine mm-hmm. multidisciplinary relationship with your team that yeah. I have never found elsewhere. Mm. Um, mm. Maybe I see you, like yeah. you said, but yeah. um, I think it's super. Yeah, I, love I agree. I love mm. that about working here. We know what our, our doctors' interests are out with work. You know, it's not just all work as well. So that, that bond is there. I don't know that of other nurses working in different wards, etc., um, know very much about the consultants' personal lives at all. Yeah, and I think about you know the bond that nurses have, um, where you know that quiet period over a night shift mm-hmm. where you get to chat about things other than work. That's where we really, you know, our doctors are there with us at the station. That's when you learn about people's families or what they did before they mm-hmm. got into the medical field, and you get that greater appreciation for yeah. them as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another superpower is how we understand each other as a team. Mm. Um, like nobody knows us like us. Mm. We, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very inclusive kind of team environment. And when you, you know, you have a bad day or you have a bad resource or whatever, and you, you know, I personally have never found it much use to go and debrief with my family because no. they just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But that familiarity and how we understand each other sometimes you don't even need to say anything we just know how the other person is feeling or we know you can just feel it that we've all felt the same way about a particular resource or it has the same effect and you don't even need to explain it and Mm. that's like priceless Mm. when you work in an environment where you get these really awful things come in to have people that understand you truly and the effect that that has on you and how the next time you get a resource that's similar that that might be in the back of your head and you you know the fact that you don't need to articulate that yeah it's amazing people can see it on your face even if they don't know your story and can say you're not okay or are you okay and step in i know that the the most i've been with my husband for for 19 years and the, the most he can understand is today is not a good day you just need to let me be I could never explain things to him mm-hmm. in, in a real way that he would understand. Mm. I remember he saw me in the community. I had to do CPR on someone. Someone collapsed and um, it was early in my nursing career and I remember him being in awe because he'd heard me talk about it but had never seen me in action mm-hmm. and he said, I had no idea you could do that. 
So they don't even understand. What you we can't do. put that into context to, to try and explain it to someone and then for them to see it is completely different. So for him to understand, you know, I've looked after three burns patients today or all mm-hmm. together, in a, you know, or something really, really sad or disastrous, mm. he doesn't get it mm-hmm. as no. much as he'd like to. So to be able to then talk to you guys and, and or, or anyone in the same field and say the same thing, you don't even have to get far into the story for them to feel the same thing you felt mm-hmm. because they've had a similar experience or know exactly what that's like. It's yeah, and we kind of like superpower. mind each other in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think people who don't work in the ED environment don't understand some of that. Yeah. And um, because it's never just the story on its own, it's also, you know, the competing priorities or you know, where you're short-staffed on the day, or, like, there's all these other things that generally mm. feed into a particularly bad day, and people who work in this environment just get it, you know, they just understand it, and sometimes, I know I've tried to explain to my husband particular, you know, awful resources or something like that, and they just don't move in that realm to be, no. to think like that, um, and I think they find some of our stories actually even traumatic to listen to yeah mm-hmm. um because that's not you know their cup of tea and they don't work in this environment for that reason and they find it incredibly difficult to listen to mm. which isn't particularly supportive yeah <laughs> for us that work in that environment so mm-hmm. you need people who get what you do you don't need to explain the basics you can just get straight to the point and I just love that yeah I think that's great about our team yeah. in general emergency in general. teams yeah yeah I think that's and, unique and that's in, yeah it's it, the interlinks doesn't matter what team you're in it's the mm. same everywhere you go yeah I agree yeah so in a nutshell so, we debrief with our team for anything traumatic and then when you go home you just make the husband make the dinner and pour your wine yeah <laughs> you know, <that's> right <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. my partner knows if I'm having a bad day because yeah, I'll call him and say, I can I have a glass of wine and some cheese and onion crisps. <laughs> yeah, and that's Definitely. all it takes, isn't it? Yeah. It. If you walk pleased. in, say nothing with the hand up and go straight for the bottle, they yeah. know it's a bad day. <laughs> they don't even right. question it. And I Definitely. think that, like, that links into one of our biggest superpowers is how resilient and how kind of thick-skinned we are you know we see these things all the time that we kind of see as business as usual Mm -hmm. but to people that don't work in this environment they seem off the wall you know Mm -hmm. like really traumatic or really crazy or they just wouldn't even know where to begin and for us that's our everyday core Mm. business what we do 20 times a day Mm. and I think you know the longer you're in it you just have this, you build this resilience to the crazy stuff that we see. And I struggle now, like when people ask me, you know, when you're at a dinner, and they go, oh, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. And I never know what to, to say. Know. Because something that I think is like business as usual, it's to them is to like, them. oh my God, yeah. Like yeah. off the wall. So I never even know yeah. where to begin. Being thick-skinned has mm. certainly served a purpose for you, hasn't it? Yes. Years, yes, yes, having received um, some direct... Uh, I don't know what would you call it feedback. <laughs> you can call it feedback from patients, but yeah. So I told this story to Lisa when we were talking about um, like making this episode, and she thought it was funny. So hopefully you guys do too. Um, it was a couple of years ago. 
and um, I was looking after a frequent presenter patient who was well known for being quite, um, I suppose, disruptive and not afraid to speak his mind. I did not know this patient because I was brand new to the emergency department and midway through doing an ECG in the thickest Australian accent ever, he told me, <laughs> uh, well, love, you're built for comfort, not for speed. <laughs> I, nearly, I thought I misheard him because I was new to Australia and maybe I just didn't understand him right. But no, that's exactly what he said. And myself and the other girl in the room just looked at each other and both walked out. And I like we just fell around the place laughing. And I don't know how I did you know not say something because my instant reaction was probably not very polite (laughs) (laughs) the things that I wanted to say back but we just fell around the place laughing outside and she just the other girl said to me I have no idea how you managed to keep such a straight face and and given he was so rude and then and it's not the first time you've seen him or the last time you've seen him either so no having having that person (laughs) come back how you keep the straight face the second time because it would stick in my brain for the rest of my life yeah I don't think that um he ever remembered saying it or maybe he just (laughs) chose not to remember saying it but uh yeah so I think if you're going to be a good ED nurse you need uh to be able to keep a straight face in lots of situations because you have to be professional even when patients are being quite rude Mm. And I laugh about it still. It's very funny. That's a cool story. I love that story. You've told that many times. I laugh every time you tell that story. Yeah. Uh, Definitely also being able to keep a straight face through that. So I think straight face. And to be, like, I think this all goes in the same thing, being thick-skinned, being able to keep a straight face when you just want to burst out laughing, but also being able to laugh at the at what we think is the ridiculous, but other people might not see it that way. My, my husband, I'm a family of nurses, so I don't know if this is a particularly ED, <laughs> ED nurse one, but I think ours is particularly more warped than other people. But he says he can't handle being in a room with all of us particularly if I'm in a room with all you girls, <laughs> like eating nurses, because yeah. he just can't handle the sense of humour. He says, you're sick, like, what's <laughs> wrong with you? So dark. What we yeah. find funny and what we find uh, entertaining or amusing or I don't know how you explain it. But I think it. part it's, it's of that comes from what we see. Like, yeah. you know, we do see things as normal that most people will never see in their entire lifetime and we deal with it every day like it makes us a bit weird probably well yeah. if you don't laugh you cry you know and I think <laughs> also having when our team is as close as we are we don't even have to say anything you just give each other that look I mean, yeah that look, look and <laughs> other nurses and doctors in Giggles. the room when something you know something crazy's came in you know, and you don't even have to say a word. You just look at each other, and it's it's just awesome. It's just it's so, so good. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That look like we'll uh, we'll bring this up later. Yeah, <laughs> when we're in we'll private. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I yeah, I think I think that's my favorite. It definitely keeps me coming back. And I do do a lot of laughing. Yeah, like you'd think we wouldn't, but we do. But I think you have to. I think because we work in such a fast paced. You know, it's unpredictable environment. It changes at the drop of a hat. 
you're having to change your plans 25 times a shift and sometimes you don't get to finish things that you wanted to finish like you kind of you have to have some way of debriefing yeah, all of that and that's yeah. usually with humor and like, I, yeah. making jokes about it I think on that note like another superpower that is more relevant ED is the ability to change that face like you know often you'll be in one resource room going through uh, something that's super traumatizing or um, tragic and you've got family in there and you're trying to be sensitive and explain and then you might uh, have an imminent birth cult and you'll be in Mm -hmm. the room next door and someone delivers a baby and it's beautiful and exciting and the best moment of their life Mm -hmm. and to be able to be you know that resource team leader especially flicking back and forth between those different rooms and reading that vibe and being empathetic um, and excited um, and somber and then to go out on your tea break and have a mad laugh. It's almost bipolar, isn't it? How often you can change your face um, just because of the variety of things that you see minute to minute. I think that's a big skill though. Like I think to be able to do that and provide genuine like nursing care for the patient, for example, that's dying. Yeah. Mm. And then to change it up and give the next patient exactly what they need, which is support and enthusiasm Mm -hmm. and excitement. And, you know, they've had the best moment of their life in one room and next door they're having the worst moment of their lives. And to be able to adapt and give those people exactly what they need Mm -hmm. from a professional point of view is a massive skill. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's one of our biggest superpowers. I I love that skill. Yeah, Yeah. Change the face, yeah. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me, but it's definitely a great skill Mm. and one that's very unique to ED. We probably do it, you know, we do it multiple times per shift. We probably do it multiple times per day in our daily lives. Like, it's just second nature. We just are able to just flick the switch and be someone different for someone else do you think that comes with experience or is it like a taught thing or i don't know i don't know that anyone's ever taught me how to do it i think i think my husband might argue that i can't do it (laughs) (laughs) i think there's probably an element of both i mean i can always remember the very very first time i became an ed nurse and i went straight into emergency nursing straight from being a student and we had this sister um, who was, everybody had so much respect for her. She was like an old owl, you know, an old soul who just who just got it. She knew everything that was going on in the department. She knew her staff well. Um, and I can remember when I started in there and she was just, you know, I'd worked a few shifts with her. And she says, you're going to do all right, Hen, because you've got savvy. And if you get savvy, you'll be a great ED nurse. <laughs> And it's so true. I'm just going to put that down. I'm going to put savvy. I think that definitely needs yeah, to be You can just tell who's an ED nurse and who's not just by, you know, you just need to have that that quick, I think the quick wit, just to have, you know, just quick be thinking. really mindful of what's going on around you. And, and saying that, I can also remember when I first started in there and I went to tweak bloods on a patient who was an alcoholic man. And I got my alcohol swab to Robbie's um, cube fossa to, to clean the area before I cannulated him. And just as I went with my alcohol swab, he grabbed it, he grabbed it off me and stuck it in his mouth and started sucking all the alcohol. <laughs> I thought I was going to get sacked. So I felt sick to my stomach. And I went up to the nurse in charge and I was like, I'm really sorry. My patient grabbed the alcohol swab off me and he was sucking all the alcohol out, thinking I was going to get into trouble. And they just laughed at me and they're like, oh, that's okay. I was like, oh, 
oh my god so it's a bit of a wake up call when you start there but I think as long as you've got a bit of savvy and you're keen and you know I think you could just spot an ED or somebody off I think so too yeah savvy is a great one Mm. I think I think we've sort of tapped into it a few times along the way but we seem to be have this ability to think on our feet we can think really quickly Mm. and outside the box yeah we can problem solve really quickly and I think that's an awesome skill and it's definitely served me in my private life as well, but not one that, that uh, I don't think definitely would may transfer, but I don't think it does transfer to every field. I think definitely specific to ED or fast-paced environments at least. Mm. Yeah, I would say fast-paced environments, particularly unpredictable. Like yeah. Lots of environments are fast-paced, but I think it's the unpredictable nature you don't know what you're getting in next. Um, it literally changes in the space of five minutes. And all over the world, we have the same problem of not enough space, but the doors don't shut. So yeah. you've got to think quick to be able to adapt to that kind of environment. How are you going to give the best care to those patients and still be able to change our face in between yeah. and <laughs> have a laugh and have a cry? I think it's really cool. Actually, funny you say that. Um, I went to a leadership course about a year, two years ago, and it had lots of different disciplines: people that worked in kitchens, people that were leaders in admin, nursing, allied health, and we had to play this leadership game, essentially, where you were going to lead a team, um, but your team was blind, and you had to get the instructions out of the room and then step in get everyone on the same page and then get the task done as quick as you can. And I was probably the youngest in the room by probably 12 years. I was pretty young. Um, and I ste- I was, um, they was decided I'd be the leader. So I stepped into the room, explained the situation, got everyone, on, um, delegated a plan for everyone, was made sure that everyone was happy with that plan. And then we got ours done. 10 times quicker than anyone else and the lady that was running the leadership course came over and she said you work in emergency don't you (laughs) (laughs) I said yeah I do (laughs) and I think that's really funny that's I I never I'd never considered it before that Mm -hmm. that that that's a skill because mostly because we're surrounded by so many of us that are similar and it was just so apparent to this woman who wasn't a nurse yeah, she ran leadership courses. She said, "You work in emergency." Wow, so good. that's so good. Yeah. You got savvy. You got yeah. savvy. <laughs> but that goes back to us saying that you can spot an ED nurse a mile away. Yeah, yeah you can. Thinking on yeah. your feet. Yeah. So, I reckon there's a couple more that we thought of before coming on that we just I think we just need to get on the board, and then we can start crossing some off. So right. a couple were uh, strong gut, which. <laughs> <laughs> Mirren, I think your story is fantastic. It's and really it's gross. Disgusting. <laughs> we'll, we'll flick into that one. Yeah. Um, so this was in Ireland years ago, and uh, we had a patient that had really awful um, bilateral. Uh, leg ulcers and they needed washing and cleaning before they could be dressed so I was new young enthusiastic and went about doing a great job of cleaning up this lady's legs so I got a 
big huge uh, sharps container bucket and filled it up with nice warm water and I was washing this lady's legs now they were they were pretty awful like the poor woman had terrible terrible ulcers so you can imagine by the time I was finished the water was pretty uh, dirty and pretty gross so I was then dressing her legs and I think I must have stood up too quickly or bent down too quickly. I don't know. And my glasses oh, fell no. off my head no. into the bucket of dirty leg ulcer water. And trying to maintain a straight face again, saying, oh, no, don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. I couldn't fish them out because I was uh, putting clean dressings on her legs. So they had to sit in there oh, no. for like Deepen. another 20 minutes steeping in the leg ulcer water. So eventually I got the lady sorted and she got back to bed and she was very thankful. And then I had to empty out this gigantic bucket of really gross water, fish my glass, my glasses out of the bottom of it. And I, like, I swear, I turned my stomach so bad. I like washed them in hot soapy water, washed them with alcohol wipes. And I still couldn't bring myself to put them on my face. <laughs> yeah. Like they were clean yeah. and I could never, ever wear them again. I think about a week later, um, when I finished my week of nights, we used to do like a week of nights in a row. Um, I went and got new glasses because I just couldn't do it. The no, thought of it just turned my no. stomach. No. It was terrible. So yeah, you got to have a uh, pretty strong stomach. Maybe that's my not superpower because I didn't have a strong enough stomach to put them back yeah, on my face again. Yeah, but your patient didn't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gross, but it doesn't put us off for breakfast. Well, it doesn't put us off for breakfast. No, but no put that is it. a gross story, <laughs> and you still go and manage we'll to eat your breakfast at yeah. your tea room. Yeah. The ability to forgive. Yes. Gav, 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 Gav. Sharing my glasses. How's that for forgiveness? Yeah, Sharing right. my glasses with the community. my glasses story yeah so we had another family who used to come in quite a lot well they still actually come in quite a lot um a frequent attending family and one of the days um they came in and they said that they had no way of getting home so i was a cnc that was on duty that night and i said to the nurse okay let me come and deal with them and then when i walked around the corner i knew this family well so the daughter that wanted home wasn't even the patient. Um, anyway, they had their mum with them, who is an elderly lady who had a big dressing on her foot. So I said, look, as a one-off, I'll organise a hospital taxi to get you home. I said, so let me just go and organise that for you and I'll be back in about five minutes. So the thing about me is I wear glasses for distance. I take them off when I'm taking bloods or I take them off if I'm using the computer and I was notorious for leaving them everywhere. Now we have about 300 nurses in our department and I would say about 285 of them know if there's glasses lying around somewhere, they're probably Carlans. <laughs> anyway, for the ones that didn't know, one of them was on duty that day. So I'd put my glasses down, I'd gone away, I'd given them their taxi voucher and off they went. And then about an hour later, I was like, oh, where's my glasses? So I said to the nurse, has anyone seen my glasses? And the nurse said, oh yeah, oh, what colour are they? And I said, they're purple, they're my favourite ones, and they were the most expensive pair I've got. And she said, oh, that family took them. I said to them, is this your glasses? And they said, yeah, 
and they scuttled out the door wearing my glasses. So I had to drive home that night. I could barely see. I missed my exit on the way home. Um, and that was it. I needed new glasses. Because the other pair that I had before I got my purple ones were my blue ones. And I was on re in recess one night. I'd taken a patient's troponin before they went off to the CCU unit, obviously, which is away at the other side of the hospital. And about two hours later, I noticed those glasses were missing too. And I said to the nurse, has anyone seen my glasses? And she said, oh yeah, I asked the patient if they were her glasses. And she said, yes. So she's put my glasses on the patient's face and the patient get transferred up to CCU. <laughs> now, luckily, when I went back up to CCU, the lady was sitting wearing my glasses and I was like, oh, they're mine. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't see a thing. So I managed to get those ones back, but my purple ones gone forever. And then one of my colleagues tells me about two months ago, then the patient that took my glasses actually came in wearing them. And their prescription, I don't even know if she could see with them on, but obviously thought they looked good. So there you go. So I'll put forgiveness. Good one. Agreed. And uh, what else? We got jack of all trades. Yes. The, I, I feel don't like that's feel a like double-edged sword, don't mm. you? Yeah, I don't feel like, you know the, the term jack-of-all-trades, master of none? I don't think that applies here. I think that we are a jack of ED. Like, we, we are the master of the acute phase mm -hmm. of care. Yeah. yeah. So while we might not, not be particularly orthopaedic specialists or ICU nurses mm -hmm. or, you know, we, we don't have that set specialty, our specialty is acute phase of illness or injury mm. and we're very good at that and we can di mm -hmm. be diverse in that doesn't matter what Medical, specialty we're talking whatever. about yeah. and seeing what yeah what's the biggest priority and then working out our differentials but I also think it's interesting that you know especially when you're an acute nurse working in that phase you know you've got an allocation of three nurses you might have a head trauma in the first bay you might have a sick DKA in the second and you might have a exacerbation of COPD in your third bed and yet, you know, you're nursing three different systems simultaneously, um, mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. You know, we're not just um, really good at, at respiratory or at neuro or, you know, post-op surgical mm -hmm. care. I, I reckon that's what appealed me to ED nursing. I didn't think I would like it. I did oncology before I came to ED nursing. But I always used to say that I became a nurse because I wanted to know. Like, I want to know more than what mm. other people know. I just want mm. to know. And then to be an ED nurse, you have to know. Yeah. Like, you have to know about those those different systems and how to care for them. And I feel like you're you're always learning more as well. You always see something you've mm. never seen before. And I love that about it. Mm. I love that, you know, you've just always got to keep learning and keep sucking in the knowledge. I love that we understand that, but I feel like it's a big challenge for ED nurses, uh, for people that don't work in that environment who uh, can often think that we should have greater skill yeah. in particular areas. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It is. That jack-of-all-trades. Because, yep. you know, we know that patients sometimes stay in ED longer than what they should. Yeah. and as ED nurses, we're not particularly trained to deal with that ongoing phase of illness. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that's a big challenge. Yeah, it mm -hmm. is a big challenge. But that's probably also a skill because we rise to it and yeah. change what we need to do. But yeah, we do. 
And I think the diversity also is we're looking after patients from womb to tomb, basically, yeah. you know, where we've got that luxury where we can look after babies. I've never heard it. We can look after babies one minute and you know, we had a ninety five year old man in recess yesterday who was living at home and um, you know, just had a bit of a collapse. But, you know, he came good and, you know, he wasn't on a lot of medication. He was living independently at home and he was awesome. You know, we had a hundred-year-old man the other day. Yeah, yeah he was great He too. was great as well. We're, we're so. getting so good at our job. The mm-hmm. community is living longer and longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's go through what we've got on the board and then we can start crossing off. So what we're trying to get down to is what's something that all ED nurses have that's specific to us, not just nursing. So we've got Gaviscon, chilled in different situations vulnerability being brave and courageous we have our gut instinct the ability to understand each other nobody knows us like us we're resilient and (laughs) thick-skinned we can have a straight face wicked and warped sense of humor we can change that face i love Mm -hmm. that we're savvy we are we're savvy there that's better uh we're quick (laughs) thinking strong gut forgiveness jack of all trades and we can do womb to tomb I like yeah. all of those. Yeah. I like them all. Okay, no, but here's this is where we get tricky. Okay, so a couple of things I reckon we can take off or discuss taking off. Now, the gut instinct. I reckon that's nursing in I general. reckon that's a yeah. general Agreed. nursing. I don't think that's necessarily specific to eating. Mm-hmm. So let's cut, cut, cut off gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also think the brave, courageous, and vulnerability, you know, patient advocacy. Is I think nursing? that's a yeah. nursing thing. I yeah. don't think that's... Yeah. Just mm-hmm. specific to I ED. think we may, in critical care situations, for what we were talking about, how we have that different rapport with our medical teams, mm-hmm. I think particularly might be a bit stronger for us, mm-hmm. but not necessarily specific yeah. to us. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so we'll cross those off. Gaviscon, while I am envious to no degree of this skill, I think this is a skill specific. Surely there's a seven. few more gaps oh, out there. None like be. you. None <laughs> like you. But... I don't know that we all have it. Like I've worked with lots of people that yeah. are still very good at their I think job. it's person specific, and not like ED nurse specific. I think yeah. it comes from. I don't think all ED nurses are Gavis gone. No, no. no. I, I know, I know some in our team that definitely aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so while I love that skill, I don't think it's for everybody. So we'll cross that one off. But you still call me Gav, right? Yeah, you're definitely okay, Gav oh, for life. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got left, understanding each other, nobody knows us like us, resilient, thick-skinned, straight face, wicked and warped sense of humour, change that face, savvy, quick thinking, strong gut, forgiveness, jack of all trades, womb to two. I think, um, I think understanding each other, like we absolutely do, but I feel like there's other industries like theatre, you know, mm-hmm. they work really close with their... They're yeah. surgeons and they're anaesthetists and they get each other. You yeah. know? I think I see you too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So that's again. So again, yeah. not an ED one. So we'll cross that one off. Okay. We're getting down to it now. I think. I, d- I don't want to take change that face or savvy off the board. Uh-huh. I think I think I'm not I ready think... to take them off the board yet. <laughs> I'm not I ready. think womb to tomb has got to stay. Yeah. That's very hilarious. few specialities that do from yeah. birth to death. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Which so kind of ties so in to jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah, which also ties into changing the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think these are all sort of interlinked. So yeah. we can we keep, can keep them, them on the board. Yeah. 
uh, strong gut, I think, that's is, not... an, is a nurse thing. Yeah, Agreed. I don't mm-hmm. think it's an ED thing. Nurse yeah. thing. Also, it's... you know, forgiveness, while I think that we often cop a lot in um, as we are the, the front doors to the hospital, you know, nurses on the ward that have to nurse the patients for weeks on end Mm -hmm. if they're a challenging personality you know they've got to turn up to work and and be the same Mm -hmm. professional person every day and there I would believe that a lot of um nurses have forgiveness I believe it's a nursing skill yeah Yeah. so forgiveness is nurse not ED nurse right we're getting down to it now guys so Mm -hmm. I think Quick thinking, I'm not ready to take off the board, particularly no. with your story we that it actually it. picked you out of a crowd. Mm. I think that yeah. definitely has to I be I reckon the resilient, resilient and thick-skinned, thick-skinned is yeah. general nursing yeah. because exactly like what Kira just said, every other unit that has nurses has their own challenges and have their own things that they need to be resilient or thick-skinned about. Yeah. And I think that's probably a nursing skill. Okay. So we can In take general. that one off the board. And same for straight face. Straight face, I think. I yeah, reckon. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, we get a lot through the front door, but they get in the back of the hospital yeah, too. Absolutely. That, that ability. Yeah. And like the wicked warp sense of humour, I think might be a little bit stronger for yeah. us. I don't think it's specific to us. Like agreed. I said, I'm from a family of nurses and we mm-hmm. all have that. Yeah, agree. A little bit of a yeah. tinge of a weirdness. So we'll take that one off. So we so what we've got left, I think, are the ones we didn't want to take off the board. I'm not taking Savvy off. I don't mm-hmm. care. We can yeah. give it points <laughs> up there. We can put Savvy. Can't we pick, like, tell within a week or two of a nurse starting in here whether they've got that or not? Yeah. Whether they're going to make it. Yeah. And do you reckon it's Savvy because they have all these other abilities? This, this ability to change their face, the ability yeah. to quick think, the ability to be a jack of all trades. So Savvy, like, incorporates all of it. Yeah. So you reckon savvy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the explanation of savvy is yes. a quick thinking, jack of all trades, womb to tomb person that can change their face on the yes. Spin of Give what their yes. I yeah. love that. Love it. So savvy is our word. It. Savvy. So I love it. Savvy. Yeah. <laughs> so much you need the Glaswegian, yeah. the Glaswegian <laughs> accent to make it sound. Awesome. Yeah. Courtesy of Veronica McWiggin. She was the nurse way back in the day that looked after us all when we were baby nurses. Aww. You'll be all right, Hen. You've got savvy. Oh, that she called you Hen as well. That's brilliant. Hen. Everyone's Hen. It's yeah. almost as bad as you'd be all right, Chief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's it. Awesome. Cool. Sav eating nurses of savvy. We do. Yeah. I love abundance. that. I think that sums it all up. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's great. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to drop a rating and a review and subscribe so that you get access to all the upcoming episodes. Next month, we're going to be talking all things leadership and we're going to have some great guest speakers on, so make sure you don't miss it.